Vegas Fever Podcast. Jason here with you. Paula's got the week off. It's just been a hectic, crazy week with Mother's Day coming up, and it's going to be our son's birthday as well on the same day. So I'm going solo. Got some things to talk about. Uh, some pretty uh, some pretty interesting stuff happened the last week with UNLV. They added a score last Wednesday with Kent State transfer uh, Mike Nuja or Nuga. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. The six foot two guard averaged almost eighteen points per game last year and shot fifty percent from the floor, thirty eight percent from three. He's working on his fourth school in six years and he'll be a senior. Uh, some leadership for the Running Rebels. Some shooting, some offense, desperately what they needed after the last few weeks uh, with Kevin Kruger and staff adding majority uh, defense. Um, so this is some good offensive presence. And then the very next day they added uh, Joshua Baker. Um, he's a point guard as well, and he's from one of the top uh, junior colleges uh, in the country, Hutchinson Community College in Kansas. So he's a good get for UNLV. He shot almost 50% from three last year, and he chose UNLV over Rutgers, Houston, and Loyola of Chicago, which they're all those are all NCAA tournament teams. So for UNLV to be able to get that, that type of player is good for them. So now they have a couple of guys that are offensive-minded, and they've they've loaded up on the defense. So, I mean, there's one scholarship remaining, and... You know, we should know in the next couple of days how that's going to work out. But unless, you know, Bryce Hamilton wants to come back or Arthur Kaluma changes his mind, I don't see those things happening. Um, and Bakke Zhang probably not coming back as he made it known that he's going to either Florida State, Utah, or Central Florida, I think. I believe central or South Florida, but he, he named his final three and he's pretty dead set on leaving UNLV. So I don't see any players for UNLV coming back. Um, they're probably going to add one more transfer portal guy. And they also have Keshawn Gilbert, um, who's coming in from high school. He's their lone 2021 commit. And so, if he stays, which we're hearing, you know, different reports are a little bit conflicting that he may or may not stay. As of right now, he's staying. So with him staying, that's 12 players, and they're able to have one more. We'll see about that this week um, as well. I, I, I like what Kevin Kruger has done, uh, and his and you know, and Carlin Hartman and Brandon Chappelle, Chapel. You know, I like what they're doing. Um, We'll see. We'll see how it works out for UNLV. Um, Sean Paul, who does some writing for the Mountain West Wire, and I think it's making the madness. Uh, he thinks that UNLV could finish top four and make a run at the NCAA tournament, and um, that is some kind of crazy like that would be amazing that, that that would be something for this team who hasn't made the NCAA tournament since 2013 to finally take that step and and make it I mean it's been a long time coming for this university they've been through you know a lot of a lot of downs a few ups but mostly downs and so it's definitely time to turn the corner we know that Kevin Kruger this is his dream job he wants to be in Las Vegas 
he wants to be the coach of UNLV. He can see himself being the coach of UNLV. His words for a long, long time. And that's very, very important because, you know, for a long time, Las Vegas has always been everybody, you know, it always was everybody else's town. You know, everybody would come here. A lot of people wouldn't stay. Some people would stay. You know what I mean? The gambling, the gaming, the sports betting, it was always everybody else's thing. Everybody would come and they had their team. They liked the Bears. They like they liked, you know, they liked baseball. They liked they liked football. They like they everybody came from somewhere else. Vegas has changed over the past few years. The Golden Knights changed this town. It changed Vegas. It made them different. It made something theirs that you didn't have to share, that you didn't have to give to somebody else that you could keep. And the Raiders have come, and UNLV in that time has not been very good. The last time UNLV was was good, you know, they made the NCAA tournament, you know, for Dave Rice's first couple of years, and they made the NCAA tournament for a number of years under Long Kruger. But the last time they were good, there was no sports teams. UNLV has some competing to do in that aspect. They have to, the product has to be great. It has to be better, above average. It has to be better than anything else in town or close because we've seen attendance dwindle. We've seen people not be interested. Interest has been jolted back into the program since the hiring of Kevin Kruger. And it was a good hire. I wasn't sure of it at the time, as I've said many times, but I think it was definitely a good hire made by Desiree Reed Francois. And Desiree Reed Francois was rewarded with a contract extension on Friday, a four-year extension to 2026. And she will make roughly about 450000 a year. She's hired seven coaches since she arrived uh, a little over three years ago. And her contract was up next year, I believe. She was rumored to be in contention or slash interviewed for other jobs. I don't know to what point. Uh, you know how true that is. I'm not really sure. The last one open was Northwestern. We know that there was a UCLA opening um, not too long ago. Look, I just think she's looking for some stability. She's she's a very good athletic director, in my opinion. She's taken some heat for the Otzelberger hire. And look, in, in retrospect, it's always easier. You know, hindsight's always greater later, okay? But the hire was good at the time based off of what Otzelberger had done at South Dakota State and nothing else. And his first year at UNLV was good. He had a down year. It was a COVID year. And it was very easy to say, oh, let's just get rid of him. But Desiree was not going to get rid of him unless he left, which he did. Which we, which, which any person with, with, you know, some kind of, you know, sense somewhere knew that Otzelberger was going to leave. That was his dream job. He'd been there twice as a coach. His wife was an all-star player there. They're from the area. It's, it's, it's simple. So he left. Desiree Reed Francois was not going to get rid of TJ Altsberger unless he decided to go because she hired him. That was her guy, just like Marcus Arroyo is this guy. And I think Arroyo, the hiring, is really, really fantastic. Let, let's take last year and let's, let's forget about it because 
unlike every other year, UNLV football-wise, last year was much, much different for the world. And for UNLV, it was definitely something they like to forget. But but there's something of substance here. Marcus Arroyo can bring in players. He's got a Pac-12 pedigree. And he can bring in people that support his dream to get UNLV winning to bowl games and beyond. So she's made hires as well in other sports that have gone a lot better. And, you know, you know nobody really cares about diving and, and, and golf and volleyball and tennis. Nobody cares about those things because they don't bring in money like football and basketball do, the top two breadwinners of, of the athletic department. What you have to remember is is that you should be judged as an athletic director on as a whole what you do for the athletic department. It's not a men's basketball department or a, or a football department. It's a athletic department. And she's been, in my opinion, fantastic. And I made a comment to somebody, you know, on Twitter about how, you know, she's a strong woman. She's She knows what she wants. And she goes for it. And that's why she gets, sometimes that's why she gets backlash. Because she is, she's strong. And part of it might be because she's a woman and that's not fair. And people right away are up in arms at that comment. What I said was, was not, was not wrong because women in the workforce still to this day in 2021, can you believe this? Get paid less than men while making better decisions in a lot of these roles than men would. Look, women are not in the roles they are for, for no reason. Okay, if, if a woman gets a job over a man, they deserved it. And maybe they should have gotten it even if they didn't. But there is no way on this frickin earth that you can say that she hasn't done a good job because she has. And I didn't think it was fair for she got a lot of criticism you know, over the process recently with, you know, Otzelberger leaving and Kevin Kruger coming in. And I don't think it was warranted. I feel the extension was warranted and she got it and she's going to get a pay bump and she's going to be in Las Vegas, you know, for at least another five years. Hopefully she doesn't leave for another school because I think she's really good for this university. She's, she's a, she's a crazy good fundraising person. She has taken UNLV from the red to the black. So UNLV is an institution in the athletic department that makes money. And when she got here, they were losing money. That's all you have to know is that she has done a fantastic job and she's going to be around. And it's really, really good. I'm glad she is. Um, Season tickets went on sale for UNLV basketball. I hope, I hope, I hope that people pick them up and fill the Thomas and Mac because by the time the fall comes around, we're going to be able to have full capacity and we really need to pack the Mac, you guys. Okay, everyone's got to get in there, buy your tickets. Let's, Let's make this place a home court advantage again and let's get it loud and let's support Kevin Kruger and staff and his players because this school is up to something we're going to we're going to get somewhere this was a fantastic hire i think that UNLV is going to be really good in the future i think it's time now we need to switch and get to the golden knights because there's a lot of stuff going on uh VGK wise um so last wednesday you um I was going to say UNLV. Wow. Uh, last Wednesday, the Golden Knights beat Colorado 5-2. to two. Uh, Max Pacioretty, two goals and assist. 
uh, two goals and an assist. Stone, uh, Mark Stone, with two goal with in a, with a goal and two assists. Pardon me. Uh, William Carlson and Jonathan Marcheseau also scored goals. Um, that was the fantastic flurry poke check. He was terrific, per the usual 35 saves, and at that point, he was only one win away from tying uh, third place, and um, Vegas kept the heat uh, on Colorado, because Colorado was, you know, I mean, they're, they're continuously four and six points behind Vegas, so they're keeping Colorado honest, making the avalanche just work and work and work, and they're, they're not giving anything up. They're making sure that they keep that lead in the West Division, Um you know, pretty solid as the Golden Knights are looking to get their third division title in four years. We know that they're going to be in the playoffs for the fourth year of their existence. Um, Friday night, the Golden Knights. Um, oh, and by the way, that made it uh, a 10 game win streak. Um, for the Golden Knights after they beat Colorado last Wednesday. That streak was over after a three, nothing loss to Arizona. Uh, Robin Leonard was good, but, the there was no offense to be found. Leonard only gave up two goals, and the last goal was a empty netter. So I mean, if you want to really give that to Robin Leonard, I guess so be it. Um, but he only gave up two goals were his, and no offense. There there was nothing uh, nothing seen uh, by the Golden Knights, and that was really surprising because they had been scoring at least five goals uh, throughout a lot of this you know ten game win streak, which is now over. Um, and I thought that. You know, they were tired. Did they look tired? I think they were just kind of over it. You know what I mean? Let's 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 just let's just get a get a crap loss out of the way to Arizona. I hate losing to Arizona because that's a team they should win every time. Arizona's just just awful, in my opinion. I mean they're trying to fight for a playoff spot, but there's no reason the Golden Knights should freaking lose to Arizona. You know? Um At that point Vegas was still in front of Colorado by by four points. Um Saturday, the Golden Knights bounce back in Arizona again to beat the Coyotes 3-2 in overtime on a Jonathan Marsh so winner. He has a way of just figuring out how to beat people in overtime. Um, William Carlson and Mark Stone also had goals, and this was the game that Flurry tied third place all-time uh, with 389 victories. Uh, Vegas was up to nothing. This is the part that's a little concerning for me is some of this stuff kind of comes and goes with the Knights. They're up to nothing, but they couldn't hold it. They gave up two third period goals and Max Pacioretty did not play the third period. And we have not seen Max since, as we'll find out in the games following. Um, I thought it was a good victory for the Golden Knights to bounce back after the 10 game win streak was snapped. Um, you have to keep that lead. Uh, the Golden Knights are looking to win the President's Trophy. Right now, the Carolina Hurricanes are three points up on the Knights. Uh, they have 79, and the Knights have 76. So uh, the Golden Knights will not win the President's Trophy at this point. But, you know, a couple Hurricanes losses and then a couple Knights wins can get right back at it. It's really no big deal. You know, teams don't win the President's Trophy and win the Stanley Cup in the same year. It's not like it, you know, it would just be cool, you know, because... You know, Vegas is in their fourth year of existence, and they've always been, you know, right there in terms of breaking out and making it to, and just being the top team. But, you know, for one reason or another, it hasn't worked out. But, you know, for them to be the president's winner uh, in their fourth year would, would just be really cool. So, I mean, if they could do that, great. But if not, you know, 
I mean, whatever. It, you know, the Stanley Cup is the most important thing. Um, Peyton Krebs, they, they, you know, this is really cool because, you know, the WHL season ended and he ended up getting called up to the Silver Knights. Well, he actually got another call to come to the Golden Knights and has played two games. The first of them was Monday, which makes me really angry to talk about. Um, this is the game where the Golden Knights decided that they didn't need to beat Minnesota uh, and decided to just piss all over themselves and the game after being up 5-3. to three. In the third period, they allowed two goals in less than a minute and end up losing 6-5. to five. And this, I mean, it's just, you know, it was just a sickening loss to me. You know, there was really no reason for it. Leonard just was like, for whatever reason in this game, Leonard was just flopping around all over the place. Just about any time that there was like a save needed to be made. He was all over the crease. He was down. He, you know, he just, he, he just seemed like he was uncomfortable or out of place. Um, UNLV, UNLV again, Vegas's woes against Minnesota just continue and they're not a good team against Minnesota. Now, they did beat Minnesota last night, as we'll talk about in just a second. But, you know, which, I mean, with that didn't come without its share of issue. But, you know, they have their trouble against Minnesota. And if these two teams play in the playoffs, I'm, I'm a little worried. You know, if they play Colorado or Minnesota in the playoffs, I think they're going to get St. Louis in the first round. That's my opinion. But... If they end up getting one of those two teams, Colorado or Minnesota, I'm really concerned. Like, I'm concerned that this could be, you know, an early exit for the Knights if they don't figure out exactly, you know, how they're going to attack. Because in a seven-game series, adjustments are needed. Teams are going to make adjustments against you. You're going to need to make adjustments against teams. And, look, Vegas has two good goaltenders in Colorado I mean, kind of does. I mean, if they get Philip Grubauer back, I mean, Philip Grubauer, Philip Grubauer has been a thorn in the Golden Knights' side. So if he's healthy and he's ready to go, you know, that could be a problem. Uh, and then, you know, Minnesota has just been, just everybody on the wild have, you know, just a way to make the Golden Knights and their fans, you know, just crazy mad. You know, so I'm worried about those matchups. It looks like, you know, the Knights are going to get St. Louis. Uh, but anyway... Monday blowing that lead hurt the Knights and they needed a response and they got one on Wednesday. Um, Chandler Stevens, Chandler Stevenson scored, you know, for the Knights to make it one, nothing. It was the same score until, um, the third period. It was like, you know, eight minutes left. Um, they get a goal from, you know, their fantastic, uh, rookie Kaprizov. He actually ends up scoring two goals to put Minnesota up two to one. And then with about four minutes left, the Golden Knights respond and they tie the game. And then it goes into overtime where the Knights win in overtime, which I'm really happy they were able to win in overtime. Alex Petrangelo absolutely put the puck where it needed to be when it needed to be put in there most. He has not been the eight point. $8 million man most of the year, but that was a big one, and he didn't miss. And we're always hearing, you know, Dave Gosher missed the net, missed the net, missed the net. I don't know how many times these guys can miss the net. He didn't miss the net, and that was so good, and I'm so happy for him and for this team. 
and they retain that lead in the West. And there's only, gosh, is there only four games to go? I believe there is. So they're going to start a a couple of games, I believe, with St. Louis coming up here. And there's going to be, you know, T-Mobile is going to be 50% capacity. So you're going to see, you know, 9,000, give or take there. And I, and I mean, they got approved for that already. And it was loud with 3,000. And it's going to be freaking rocking. Hopefully, uh, Bill Foley did some interviews uh, not too long ago. Hopefully, the Golden Knights will be able to be at full capacity. Well, we'll say 80% at least by June 1st, which could be the second round of the playoffs. I want to say if they get there, but I'm pretty sure they're going to be there. But I'm just saying if they get there. I mean... Words from the man himself, Bill Foley. This is the secret weapon for the Golden Knights and their fans in the city of Las Vegas. Is the fact that T-Mobile Arena being rocking and full, it's instant energy to the players. And it's that it's that sixth man that they need. And if the Knights are going to have home ice for the playoffs, majority of it, that's going to be a big deal. So we can't wait for that. Um, I can't believe the hockey season is almost over. You know, it was only it was a short fifty six game season, but it's crazy how fast it's gone. Um, me and Paula both predicted more than thirty three wins for for the Golden Knights. We made some predictions uh, before the season. You know, it would be really good. Uh, I think we're going to end up going over those and seeing you know who was close. Who was not close, uh, how insane or not insane we were during some of these predictions. Um, and I think that would be pretty good to see how that went. It's really cool that Marc Andre Fleury was able to get to third all time with 490 career wins. And if I've been saying like 390, my, my bad, but it's 490 career wins. He has uh, a little bit of work to do to get to number two. Um, he's got about like 70 something more wins to get to, I believe it's Patrick Waugh. And then Martin Brodeur has about like 200 wins on him. I don't think Mark Andre Fleury is going to be able to get, uh, to Martin Brodeur. But if he stays healthy, the next couple of years, he could definitely get to two. And I mean, look, the man's a future Hall of Famer, and he's the starter in my mind. There's no question about it that game one, round one, playoffs, whoever it is against the Golden Knights, Mark andre Fleury should start. And I know that, you know, last year Robin Leonard started um, the playoffs for Pete DeBoer, and there was... Some people, including Paula, up in arms about that, and rightfully so. I mean, Leonard was good, but I think Flurry should have been your starter. He should be your starter now. I think that, you know, you put him in the net and you see what happens. You have two viable options. I think it's fair that you use them both, but Flurry has been better. Flurry should start game one, round one, period. Kind of end a discussion uh, from me and my, you know, you know, on that. Uh, also, something else which is really interesting, which, which, I somewhat didn't realize that after last night's win against Minnesota in overtime, the Golden Knights are 8-0 and 
in overtime this season. I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, overtime usually makes me nervous because at any given second, it's over and there's no response. You know, we know the Golden Knights aren't like they don't they're not like terrible to shoot out, but they're not great either. You know what I mean? But overtime this year has been good to the VGK eight. No, um, really glad that they're able to get it done because, you know, some of these games they should have gotten the two points and not given away the one point to the other team. But just being able to, you know, to knock the two points home is, is a big deal. And they've gotten all 16 points available in overtime uh, for them without losing. Wanted to wish all the moms out there happy Mother's Day. Uh, it is Mother's Day this Sunday and also uh, me and Paula's son's birthday. He turns four. So we'll probably have our next show sometime next week. Uh, we'd we'd love your feedback. Um, hit me up on Twitter at Vegas Fever Pod. Paula is at the Golden Wife. Uh, subscribe. Plenty of platforms for you to do so. We're on Spotify. We're on you know iTunes, Apple, you know Google, all all different kinds of of ways you know to listen. And uh, we appreciate the feedback. Uh, we get more and more listens each week, and you know, growing, growing this podcast and growing the brand is is you know is is what we want to do. We also want to you know reach the people and talk to the people, and you know, UNLV Golden Knights Vegas Sports has always been a passion to me, and and I enjoy it. So until next time, everybody, be safe. We'll talk to you again. Bye bye.